So many of us are hiding. You're not hiding. And this morning, I'm not hiding. And it doesn't have to be every day that you're not hiding, but some days, just stop hiding and see what happens. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. My name is Amanda Cunningham and I am the founder and host of this podcast you were listening to. So today I'm very excited because this is my first guest and that was exciting and scary for me because I hadn't done it. So I had to figure out the tech, which I talk about a little bit in the intro of, you know, this episode. So I had a lot to figure out and I was like really nervous, like, oh my God, what if it stops working like during the conversation and like it freaks out and then I have to like look stupid and I have to like all the things. And honestly, it did actually happen like midway through my like connection cord, like freaked out and then stopped recording my end, but it didn't do anything to her. It like kept recording for her, but I wasn't sure. So I had to ask, I had to be like, oh, hey, hey, stop, stop really quickly. Um, cause I didn't want her to keep going and it not being recorded, but it turned out it was. So anyways, technically the worst thing, quote unquote, that could happen while you have a podcast on, which is like the technology freaking out and being a thing happened and everything turned out fine, obviously, cause I'm presenting the episode to you. So with that long intro here, I just want to like quickly pinpoint on some quotes that I really loved from our episode that you're about to listen to, because I, I don't know, I just personally really resonated with them. And so I just want to like pinpoint them to you because as soon as she said them, I was like, Ooh, that's good. And I wrote them down as like the notes, um, to make sure I followed back up on them. And I wanted to pinpoint them here for you just so they like, I don't know if I should let them surprise you or not, but I'm going to like drop them here so they can like percolate in your brain. So one of the quotes I really loved was, People tend to think they don't get to choose. You get to choose. And this was in the context of everything. You get to choose everything. You can choose your life. You can choose your offers. You can choose the clients you serve. You can choose like what product you're selling or not selling or like changing your mind. You can choose your life, all that stuff. So people tend to think they don't get to choose. You get to choose. And next quote is the opposite of should is being you. I really like that one because we tend to like should all over ourselves. Oh, I should do this or we should do that. Or I think it should look like this or I should be on this thing. Don't do that. The opposite of should is being you. And my personal favorite that I had like a whole like mindset change for me personally, like, oh my God. Yeah. I, I think I'm scared to do this. So the quote is part of what you become when you become a business owner is a leader And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And she followed it up with that with saying, a lot of people don't step up to be the leader because they're scared to. Like you don't realize you're being a leader or maybe you do realize it subconsciously and you don't want to step up to that because obviously that means you're the leader. It's on you to lead. And if you do a a quote unquote bad job, like it's you, you're the leader, like it falls back on you. And I really loved that quote because when she said it, it made me realize like, oh, I guess me doing this podcast and starting Bare Minimum Babe, I guess I'm a leader for something that I saw a gap somewhere and I wanted to step into that role to like fit, like fill that gap of like being you and like what's the bare minimum to get started instead of doing all the things. And like I saw a gap and I wanted to be the leader because I, not that I chose to be the leader, but because I saw something that I wanted to be in existence and nobody that I saw was doing something like it. And I stepped in. I'm sure something like that is for you. So I just thought that was a really great quote. And I'm going to repeat it because I love it and I want to hear it again. Part of what you become when you become a business owner is a leader. 
and I really love that. So anyways, that is just a little tidbit of what Susie and I are going to go into. They're my favorite quotes of the episode. I have a bunch of them, but those are like the top ones I want to definitely preface the episode with. And also before we start the episode and get into it too much, I wanted to quickly talk about my workbook that I made for you based on the themes that I found with other women business owners and the themes that I found talking to them and their issues with not getting consistent audience in front of them and not making consistent sales and being confused on their offer and feeling icky about their marketing or like their messaging was really confusing and I'll read their website and be like, this is all real cool, but like, what do you do? Like, what are your actual offers? That was a lot of the conversations I had with these women business owners is lots of like, this is what I do and blah, blah, blah. But like no actual concrete of like what it is. So anyways, I created a workbook for you that I think will be really helpful for you to go through. Like if you just set aside like an hour on like a week Saturday afternoon at a cafe, you know, make it like a whole reflection part and really get into what are the activities that you actually enjoy with marketing and what are just time suck activities? Because a lot of times and this episode honestly talks about that a lot is like we strong arm ourselves into our weaknesses and we think that our strengths are weaknesses. And so we kind of like push them away or don't lean into them or think like, no, that's too much for that. Instead of being like, no, that's actually a really great skill to have. If this were in somebody else, I would tell them to lean into that. But because it's me, I'm not because everyone's so hard on themselves, myself included. So get your workbook in the episode show notes. There is a link there to download it. You can grab your free copy. Just give me your email. It'll take you to my website. It'll take your email and then it'll be sent to you immediately in your inbox. So without further ado, grab that workbook and start making notes. Even I think about this episode because there's a lot of good quotes in here. So make notes or like, listen, or if you're driving, don't, don't do that. Be safe. But if you're sitting down and maybe like multitasking at work or something, take notes. It's a really good episode. I really like it. I had a great conversation with Susie and I think you'll enjoy it too. So let's get started into the episode. Today, I am having my first interviewee guest, Susie Dickstein, and I am so happy to have her. We just had a whole chat about how I'm figuring out how to have a guest, and I this is Saturday, and I literally made a profile on a website on Monday to have guests on and she very quickly responded and set it up and I was like oh crap that means I have to set things up so I was in a little tizzy last night with my husband to try to figure it out and we are here so uh, yeah welcome Susie Dickstein Um, do you want to quickly tell us about yourself and when you were just starting your business and how you got to where you are sure Uh, happy to be here (laughs) thrilled to be the first guest What I do now is I help people to come up with their dream business idea, Um, something that really excites them, something that suits them to a T, something that matches their values. And um, and I do it because I I see sort of a mismatch in people where they're not happy and they feel like they keep needing to pivot their business, but they're not sure what to And they've got sort of all these little competing ideas in their head and um, they sort of just can't see the forest from the trees. And uh, and I act like a mirror um, to show them their best selves and how to take away some of the weeds so that they can get actually down to the bare minimum of who they are, what they want, the type of business that would really suit them and their lifestyle. And I think that's sort of the direction people are going at right now is how do I get a business that matches like what I want to get out of life so that I can spend more time with my kids or traveling? That's awesome. 
with the clients you work with and them maybe not fully realizing their superpower, like you say on your website, like, what do you think is, what have you seen, I guess, is that typically is the quote unquote issue that they're not able to see it, or maybe they're not, I guess, seeing their full potential and what's special and kind of leaning into that. Like, why don't you think they do that? Why can't they see it? Cause I think, I think actually most people think that their superpowers are weaknesses. I'm told often, like, I just had in ballet class a couple of weeks ago, someone said to me, you know, your voice carries, like you're sort of loud. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and then I, like, I'm sort of shrinking because of it. But at the same time, there are other people who say to me, you know, you speak up um, for what's right or you share what's vulnerable. Um, other people, you know, say I should be on stages. Um, can they both be true? And I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, it often is. Um, I had this client, he was somebody who I would just call argumentative. Like he just seemed to everything that I said seemed to turn into a debate. And, um, and so he had a podcast like you, and I said, I think you should change sort of the theme of your, um, podcast. He's like, to what? And I'm like, to a debate. And he's like, Ooh, like really? And I'm like, you're so argumentative, right? Like it could both be a weakness, but also how thrilling for him to like bring on two guests and pit them against each other, have a debate. And he's like a third person and he's like, oh my God, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Because that's his natural way. And so many people have something beautifully natural about them that they just love to do. But at the same time, it's sort of annoying other people around them. That's actually really funny because I just wrote a workbook about that and how we like ignore our strengths or like view them as weaknesses. And then we like strong arm ourselves into weaknesses. Like it's a lot with marketing where like, for example, if you don't like doing TikTok videos, but everyone's telling you to do TikTok, everyone's on TikTok, you'll show up and do TikTok videos, but like hate every single second of it. And you can tell the people who like it versus not. And it wastes so much time. I realized this for myself. This That was like me too, where I was, everyone was there and you're like, you have to be there. But I, realized I hated doing it. I didn't feel like putting makeup on. The stuff I wasn't going to do, like it just wasn't going to work, but I kept forcing myself to do it, not realizing like that's not where I'm strong at. And that just sounds like your client too, where you're just like not realizing like you just don't like, that's the opposite, but like you don't like it, but you're like strong arming yourself into being a different person who likes doing it. Marcus Buckingham, he has, uh, so he's sort of the leader of the strengths movement and he has a different definition for strengths. So most people believe that your strengths are things that you're great at. So, for example, I'm really good at accounting. Like, I got, I think, 100 in almost every accounting course I ever took. Um, I absolutely hate accounting. Like, just, just, I dislike yeah. it immensely. Uh, and his definition is, is uh, strength is something that makes you feel stronger for having done it. And so, for me, it's more mm-hmm. about finding your sort of God-given talents, those things that you just love to do just because you love to do them. And, um, so for me, it's when you join TikTok and everybody else is doing TikTok, you're fitting into the crowd. And that's a bit of that sort of scarcity mindset of like, I have to be yeah. there. The reason that I call my business, the rave worthy business is because my belief is that the only way to be rave worthy is to stand out and like, like be different and be so good that it's so obvious to people that they have to rave about you. 
But the only way to do that is to cut out all the extra stuff and get down to the things that you do so well that you could do it a thousand percent better than the next person. So let the person who loves to do sound bites and videos do video because that's where they can, do you know what I mean? Just edge out yeah. of other, the other horses in the race. But if you love to like dig into people's, you know, stories, then podcasting. So don't, to me, don't try to be what you're not because you're never going to stand yeah. out. It, but take the things that you're really great at and take that and use it like a thousand percent in your messaging. Because then when you go to speak in front of a crowd, you are just you. And that's when you shine and you don't have to put on any airs. And it's just, it's so freeing to just be you. Our parents grew up in like industrial revolution time of like get a good job and have safety and like that's not the world we live in anymore i really believe that we have the ability to customize our lives and our lifestyles and to suit us and what we do best so that we can really climb high um, and make a difference here's a cool similarity you'll find with my people when i ask them tell me the truth can you see yourself on a stage? Like, do you feel like you're meant for more? You'd think they'd all say no. They all say they're terrified. They don't know what to say. They don't know what, all that stuff. But they can all say yeah. they've seen that moment where they're supposed to be in front of 100, 500, 1,000 mm -hmm. people telling their truth. But the problem is that people don't get yeah. to their truth because they're so busy with the day-to-day -day life and all the expectations and I, I do exactly what you say. I get down to literally the bare minimum of what their soul is sort of calling for. And I, I literally just ask them, like I ask them, what's, what's your favorite moment, yeah. you know, that you ever had with a client? And there's that, that little piece of what's so special um, in there. And I just mm. keep digging and I just keep asking questions and I listen. And um, it's, the gold's always there. People are just, sometimes not even sort of listening to themselves. Yeah. And then I also just have a ridiculous amount yeah. of experience of different jobs and different business ideas that I've tried where I can weave things together, like into a cool business model, or I see how this can go with that. And they just don't see it because we're so programmed yeah. to just like, okay, I need a job like in banking or accounting or marketing or whatever. Yeah. And they're limited. I'm not limited. Yeah. I love that because I was thinking about that with the strength thing too is like, okay, let's say that you're really strong at this thing. Sometimes the disconnect from what I've seen and I even myself where I'm like, okay, I'm really good at this. Okay, cool. Right. Like what now? Like what am I yeah. supposed to do with that? Like how do I create something out of it? So I think there's sometimes a disconnect there of like, I see this thing that I'm good at, that I like, whatever, but like how do yeah. I create this into something is often a disconnect. And that's something you work with your clients with to – help them with that it's a hundred it's not often uh, every person that i've ever helped is sort of stops their dream short because of that thing of they can't figure out the how and if they can't figure out the how then as far as they're concerned it can't be done but i'm like but you're just one person with your yeah. limited knowledge like go and ask 100 people somebody will be able to figure out the how 
usually you should start with me as the first one in the hundred and then I can just tell you because my my brain always gets that how very quickly. But it's not but it's not their natural gift to figure out that how, but they let that stop them. And I tell them, and you know what, it it sort of affronts people because they're like, Oh wait, that is the how. Oh shoot, now I'm going to have to do that. And it's like you can or you don't have to, yeah, or you yeah. can start off slowly. Um, and that's usually what I do is I, I help people to figure out the basically their five-year target of the dream thing that they want, but we can't get to the dream thing from where we're at because yeah. most of the time we don't actually have experience. And that's where we sort of go right. People try to come up with their business by what experience yeah. do I have that people will pay for? But you don't really want that business what you want, but the business that you want yeah. is based on your gifts and the things that interest you, which means you're going to have to learn it, get some experience, get some clients, ramp up to it. So like I give a, like a one-year plan, a five-year yeah. plan. Um, and so, yeah, you don't have to do the business that you're experienced in. I feel like a lot of people when they start thing, myself included, which is what I'm working on not doing anymore, is like you have to have this entire because everyone's like, what's your big vision goal? What do you what do you see for this? And you're sometimes like, I don't really know. I just see something here. And like sometimes the first step is just starting and then like figuring it out what it is, like in what like if you want to do something, like you maybe don't have the exact offer or the pricing or like the timing or like whatever, but like just getting started. So I think that's really cool that you just like what is the bare minimum that you can kind of get started within those plans with your clients? Just because sometimes it is so difficult just to get started because it is so overwhelming. So, yeah, and, and it's sort of an excuse, but also it's sort of put on us to believe like we need to now, okay, I need a website. Okay. And then uh, now I need to hire somebody because I don't know how to make a website. And then I need a podcast and I need a this and I need a that. And I was like, yeah, do you? I mean, Really, do you? So here's here my, my thought. I, I've seen a lot of people who've yeah. done it uh, using like Dropbox as like a business. I I personally I believe in the website and like having a place because I Google everybody. So like I want to see your website and see you on mm-hmm. social media. Um, do you have to? Not really. But like pick one thing or one place. Like a one. I, I just help someone to. I, she had like a five page website and I was like, why? Like you're one person. You're not IBM. Do you really need five, 10, a hundred? Like, I just need to know what you stand for, what you can do. And like, so like, give me a video with you saying, hi, this is who I am. Give me like one, two, three price options of offers, like some testimony. So it's just one, one page. And then the person makes a decision or they yeah. don't. Yeah. How long can that take? You know what I mean? You go on Squarespace. You, you can't mess up doing a website on Squarespace. You pay the 20 bucks a month. Then, uh, you know, yeah. it hooks up to some payment processor on the back end. They take whatever percent and you're in business, you know, and I'm not saying you don't have to quit your job. You, you can start a new job on Monday. Um, it could be a, a side thing for all you want. It can take years. Yeah. But at least you're going in the right direction of what your heart wants and and of what you want to stand yeah. for and who and the change that you want to see in the world. And that's a problem. If A lot of us are frankly just bored because we know we're making no difference. We're just doing the same thing. The, the, the spark of yeah. what makes us alive 
is not being, you know, sort of fulfilled. As you were talking, I was thinking also about like creating that message to the world and kind of, because that's what I'm working with with my clients is like what they do and what how they're special because everyone's special, like you're saying, with strengths. It's just a matter of like finding the strength and realizing it's a strength and then communicating that to the world because I think that's sometimes the issue is like, because in marketing speak, it's unique selling point, basically, you know, like what makes you unique, what your product, whatever yeah. is like, they don't know how to commute. They don't know what it is often. Number one. And then number two, they don't know how to, because they don't know, they don't know how to communicate it. And so everything's like yeah. super muddled. And so it never like takes off quote unquote, because people don't yeah. know who they are, yeah. what they stand for, what, like what they're offering. So I think that's really important. Like is, do you have like a, not a process, but like helping them message their special strengths and stuff like that, like how to like communicate that in a special way to make sure that they're like getting it across. So I believe in the power of storytelling and the framework is basically the hero's journey of, of the transformation. Like, I don't know about you, but if I see a before and after of someone who's lost weight or anything, I'm going to watch it. So this is, it's about, you know, tuning into the natural ways that people behave. We all love a success story, right? Yeah. Or a failure to success story. And for, for most of my clients, yeah. it seems like all, sometimes it's based on values, but a lot of times it's based on some sort of life experience of something that they've gone through that they want to help someone else with the same thing. So um, I always, yeah. like, for example, the, the offers that people sell are always just a package of where do they start? Where do you choose? Like you get to choose. People don't think that they get to choose. You get to choose at what point and who your clients are. You pick your exact ideal clients, where they are at. You put out the the bait of you catch them that way. And you decide where you're going to stop and how you're going to do that. You need to figure out what it is you stand for so that you can go on TikTok and be like, Yes, like here, this is it. You know, I know who I am and you can't sway my messaging because this is the change I want to make in the world. Right before this call, I had a call with somebody else. I'm trying to like reach out to lots of women to network and because part of the thing also is like, I'm trying to like build up women in our businesses and blah, blah, blah. But I had a call with her and she was referring me to some like other women's events and networking stuff. And I'm like going on their websites and part of the whole reason why I made Bare Minimum Babe, it was kind of like the opposite of all these other women. Not to say I'm better or like whatever, but like every website I went to was very like pink and glamorous and very like their hair, like they've lots of contouring and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's very glammed up and I'm recording this with a messy bun. And I don't know, just looking at them, I had like a whole thing this morning where I was like, after her call, I was like going on these websites and looking at these women and it's like a community. So I was like, oh, I want support. I want to like join these women. And then I'm like looking at them, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I like... I want to fit in because like to your point with the unique message, I'm like, I kind of want my thing. I, I kind of made bare minimum babe in the, not in the opposite of like the glamorous boss baby, like stiletto heel situation, but kind of, because I feel like a lot of times like women in business get the message that like, or even career women or just women in general, that to be like important in charge, they have to be like really glammed up all the time. They have to wear these power yeah. suits and all these yeah. like messages and like boss babing it. But I'm like, when I'm like walking around and like, seeing other women live their lives. I'm like, nobody really looks like this. And so I'm like, I, 
I don't know. I just had this weird thing this morning where I was like, am I supposed to be wearing makeup? I don't want to wear makeup. And like, and like, if I'm getting like photos done, I'm like, I kind of want, I got like this sweatshirt with, I got like a crop top sweatshirt thing. That's just like a hoodie. And I was going to get pictures taken at. And then I'm like looking at other women's, uh, like websites and stuff and being like, should I not wear that? Should I like have glamour shots? Will people not take me seriously if I don't, but like, that's not me. And I'm rambling because I'm saying it because I'm just like, I feel like that's the thing and like how we were talking about even before we started recording of like the unique or I don't know if if it's my unique thing, but just kind of like I don't wear that stuff and I don't act a certain way. And so it seems almost not like me and kind of like not a lie, but like it's not true. And so I'm like, I don't know if that's leaning into my unique selling point and strength and things like that, too. It's just kind of like the outside of like seeing where you want to be and kind of like the platform and stuff like that and seeing what it is and like what is currently there. It's sometimes hard, you know, to stay, I guess, true, I guess, quote unquote, to like what you're trying to do. And I guess my question is that like me for myself, I'm like, I was struggling with that this morning. I actually got done looking at the website and I got like really like sad and I was downstairs with my husband. I was like, hey, I was like, I couldn't put a pin on it. I'm just like, I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, I don't feel like when I see that, it makes me feel like I can't get there because I don't think I'm that person and I don't want to necessarily become that person. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to stand up for exactly what I think you believe in. Um, but I'm, I, I don't, I'm not hesitant about this at all. This word should is the downfall of just all things empowerment. Mm -hmm. Every time we say, should I, should I, should I, the opposite of that to me is you being beautifully you. And now I'm going to say I, I'm turning 50 this week. So I've lived a few years under my belt. Thank you. Um, Happy birthday. And here's what I, what I've noticed is before you really needed to fit in, right? I mean, sort of, it was like a Cosby show sort of world of like, Two parents, you know what I mean? Two, like a son and a daughter. And I feel like we've gotten into a world where, like, you can decide your pronoun at this point. Do you know what I mean? So I believe that how you be unique in the world is by being you. And and people will say to themselves, but everybody wants whatever. No, that's a should world. I really think that you will find your people because you're being you because you're being unique if there are 10,000 of these whatever all birds flocking together how will you how will anybody find you do you know what i mean they can't and so to me yeah. it's about yeah. you standing up for i think the one of the first things that you do when you start your new business is you figure out your values and those values are the values in your business. They just are. And you just don't waver from them no matter how much everybody else says. Part of what you become when you become a business owner is a leader. And a lot of us don't step up. So my coaching is three sessions. I figure out people's purpose and their business in the first one. But in the second session, I help people to step up to the visionary leader that they need to become to the person that they need to become at the end of the road. Not that they have to start out that way, but they need to know who is it that I need to become in order to stand up for the change that I want in the world. And people don't. They want to, like, blend in, but you can't. That's part of business owners. You need to stand out. 
And it's not stand out in a weird way. It's stand out, stand out for what you believe in, right? But all these shoulds, they keep raining down. So if you don't want to wear makeup, I promise you, we could throw a rock and we could find a thousand women who will choose to follow you because you don't wear makeup, because they don't, and you're making it despite the wearing the makeup or the high heels. A lot of people are wearing a lot of fakeness, a lot of hats to not get caught up. And that's what I, I love. love and that's that. why it was so easy for me to say yes to you because I'm, I'm there with that bare minimum, but that we're scared to be us, right? We're like, I, literally, I think every client I've ever yeah. had has basically said, I'm not special, right? I, I don't know what makes me special. How can I do this? I, I don't yeah. know what my message is. And I'm like... Give me four hours. We're going to find it. I promise you it's there. But we, we all have a pilot light. Otherwise, we sort of wouldn't be living. Do you know what I mean? There's some part of us that thinks, you know what? Just maybe I could make a difference. Just maybe. Some of us are further along in that. Some of us are further along in having the courage to do it. Um, I mean, that's part of, to me, what I do is help people to see how special, to see the plan, to battle the gremlins in their head that are telling them stuff. I mean, honestly, the gremlins in our head are just horrific. Part of what I'm learning is to separate those crazy thoughts that come that are not me. I need more time to become a success than these people who have done it at 27. Great for the 30 under 30, but I'm not there. Yeah. I hate, I mean, it's great for them, but I hate that list for that reason. Cause anyone that's over 30, you're like, well, I guess F me. I actually have that under an idea for an episode of how much I, cause every single time I, I see it, I think, well, I guess I'll never beat that list. I guess I'll never be accessible enough to be cool. And like, <laughs> completely forgotten. So like, yeah, that's awful. I hate that. list. It's great for the people. It's inspiring, but it's also not if you're over 30, which is like when most people start realizing what they actually want to do. Cause they've actually lived some life. A lot of us are covering up stuff that we don't even recognize how great we are because we just, like, we're shitting all over the place. I should have straight hair. I should be on TikTok. I should be an accountant. I should be whatever. And I'm going to say, you should be you. So, yeah. So start noticing those things that you do so naturally, that you love, that put you into flow, that... um, that you inspire people that where you make a difference because you could be magical just by being you. I also want to like bring it back real quick. Cause I wrote this on as a note. I really liked this quote and I wanted to reiterate this quote that you said. It said, when you become a business owner, become a leader and you need to step up. I really love that because it's something you don't think about. Like, cause even like when you're just starting out, especially like people don't know the background. Cause like if you put a website up and testimonials, people have no idea you can make it seem like it's something it's not in a way like it's marketing a lot of times. So like you can have like a million different things up or like whatever it's, it's all like social proof and stuff like that, but you don't actually step up to become a leader and you don't realize it, especially when you're struggling too. like, I do this all the time where I'm like, with even like this first guest, you're my first guest of like, Oh my God, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm going to sound like really awkward. I don't want her to make, I don't want to make her feel weird, but like, I am technically a leader of my business and people are listening to this and viewing me as some type of leader in some capacity. And if I don't step into that and I'm like, not, I guess it's imposter syndrome too, or like, you're not like fully believing that you're there when all you have to do is like, 
say you're there and just step into that mindset, not to get like mindset-y here, but like just becoming the leader that you want to be for your business. Like someone has to lead your business. Someone has to lead you. We don't get to the level of which we um, deserve. We get to the level that we think we deserve. Mm. So, eh, <laughs> can you repeat that? That was good. No, repeat we that. We don't repeat get it. to the level that we deserve. We get to the level that we think we deserve. Maybe all of us are holding ourselves down because we don't think we could ever be as good as what we see other people be. I, I don't know. I, for me, I'm just saying it's worth a try. And I think for, for you guys, it's worth a try. You know, there's something in you, some pilot light that's saying, I could do more than I'm doing right now. I could be more than I'm being right now. And part of that is believing that you can. And you don't even have to believe that you can right now, but you can believe that your future you can believe that. And I, I think a good starting point is just sitting down quietly, like where you can just think and say to yourself, what are the values that I really believe in versus what others people values, you know, are being set onto me and what should things can I just drop off? We're getting to be in a point in the world where being vulnerable and being you and admitting to these things is actually like a really good thing. We can't just have pretty perfect people being successful all the time. It, it's, it's, it's a disconnect. I believe that we should talk about the problems that we can help people with. You have no idea who is watching, like who's watching you, who's like being inspired by just like the little things that you're doing that you have no idea about too. And so I just really liked your point about that too, of like, you don't know who you could impact. So it makes sense to just do the thing that you're good at that you want to do because you don't know by even if you trying and failing and inspire someone else to try. Yeah. I, I think most people want to look perfect and be perfect. But at the end of the day, every movie with the hero's journey, it's the same thing. There has to be a transformation. There has to be a point at which we fail, we suck, we whatever. And sometimes we're just not at the end of our story, right? I'm not at the end of my story. I didn't get to there. I just sort of have some of the sucky parts and some of the little wins that the hero gets. But um, uh, people are, are, cannot be inspired by a perfect story. They can't be inspired by a, a perfect pictures. It's in the vulnerability. So that's what people are like, I don't know if I want to go on stage and talk about this stuff. And I'm like, but that's why it happened. That's why you care. That's why you want to do this business. That is, that's your signature story is, you know, I had to deal with like whatever diabetes or Crohn's or fibromyalgia and, you know, none of the doctors would listen to me. And then, you know, this is how I learned to stand up for myself. That's the story. That's it. Yeah, it's, I, I'm not saying it's easy, but, but I do think that that's why we're bored because we're just doing all the shooting, you know, we're all just wearing the same t-shirt. We're all making the same video and it, it shouldn't be that way. It, it, we, we should only do it to me when we're at the point where we're ready to be ourselves and rave worthy and unique and different. And to me, 
like, if I were you, I would take this bare minimum idea, like, all the way. Like, push it to the brink. You know what I mean? Sometimes people get a good idea. They're like, okay, it's like a good marketing message. But you have to believe it to the, like, nth degree. Do you know what I mean? Like, keep going with the no makeup. That's that's why people are going to, you know what I mean? So to me, like, no filters or no editing, you know, swearing, you know what I mean? The kid walks in behind you and asks you something, mommy, mommy. Uh, people will like that. I, I once heard this woman... She was a trainer. Um, This was back in the days where speakers, they would go around doing training courses. And she did not do well. Uh, She was perfect. She was so perfect. People really dislike it. So one of her uh, coaches told her to start adding in some mistakes. Because she was a perfectionist. She really believed everybody wanted you to be perfect. Then they would trust you. She added in purposeful mistakes sorry to say but that's how she she was very about that um and then all her scores went up to 100 and that's but we think the other way we think we need to be perfect i don't i don't really like anybody who's perfect i don't think you do either we just i'm i'm a little tired of that i i i want someone who's real who's got medical conditions like i do do you know what i mean because otherwise they can't understand what a struggle my life is and I can understand what yours is, and life is hard. What we need representation of is the hardships that we're going through, the things that we need to find someone else who's been through who struggles with the same things that we do. And, and we don't connect through the imperfection. We, we connect through the empathy of the love of, yeah, I'm also going through something like that. How do you implement the bare minimum in your life, your business, whatever it is to just get things started and to get yourself out of overwhelm, overthinking? Like, how do you implement the bare minimum? The bare minimum to me is the thing that you stand for, the message that can inspire someone to change their whole life. All the other stuff is just extra and unnecessary. I know that values are really important to you. So what are your values and how do you tell people to go about figuring out what their values are and how to message that in their marketing? Work towards your strengths, Um, you know, step up like as a thought leader, um, you know, and, and, and be authentic, share, you know, your vulnerable ways, Um, you know, build a business and a lifestyle that suit you, like build the life that you want you know, don't be bored, um, you know, be all that, like, try to reach your own potential. Like, I could keep going. Do you see what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. Like, make a list of 10, and, yeah, three should be, like, prominent, like, obvious. I, I, I think it should be, that's where you get the copy in your website. This is, like, when you make videos, like, one out of every three or four videos should be related to your values, you know, like the change that you want to see in your industry. Um, This is a like, what do I talk about? It doesn't have to all be how to. And I personally think I don't subscribe to YouTube channels that are all how to. I look it up. I figure out how to solve my problem. I don't subscribe. We subscribe. We connect to people based on shared values, shared, you know, miserable life experiences, you know, sense of humor, you know, that we like each other. And how do we know if we like each other unless we see that we've got some shared values? So so to me, that's where 
when I have like clients come up and they have a website done and it's this plain corporate IBM stuff, I'm like, you got to scrap this. They're like, I spent a lot of money. I'm like, it means nothing. It doesn't touch speed. Here's the thing. When you make a business that's all about the service and the thing, and it's not about an emotional connection, you're, you're, it's not it. People don't lack information. That's what we think. Okay, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. What's like the how-to information that they need? Seriously? <laughs> that's, that's not it. We have to connect on an emotional level so that people believe that they can, that they want to. Change is hard. It is so hard. But that's, that's what needs to be done. If you're not connecting on the emotional level, you, you, don't, you don't have something. That's, that's what leadership is, is, is earning people's following you. And it's not with how we don't follow people because of what they know. We follow people for how they make us feel, for how they make us rise up to the person that we can become to make the world a better place. People basically believe that the person that they'll be in like 10 years from now is the same person that they are. And that's a really big problem. And so that, that deserve level means that you believe that you can actually change by like a big amount. Huge. Like in my world, I'm trying to help people improve by a thousand percent. It's none of this corporate, like let's improve by 5% BS. That's just not, that doesn't work for me. Um, You, you can lose more than 10 pounds this year. And like, that's it. I want to like lose five pounds and get into my jeans. You can, or you could change your life around and become an athlete. In one day, you can just change and say, you know what? This is who I am. I am now an active person. I am now a thought leader. I am now someone who shares my vulnerabilities. And like that. And you surpass your 1% in a heartbeat. We act like the clouds, everything shifts. And everything's just landing on me. This came, that came, that came. I often think things are down to luck. Is it? Or do we have a lot more autonomy to decide who do we want to be? What can we accomplish? So sometimes you have to bet on you. And sometimes that betting on you means hiring a coach or consultant who will push you past the limits that you believe that you have. Because that's what we do, right? Is we see the best in people. We see how possible it is for them to improve by like a ton quickly. And sometimes that's what we need is someone to just believe in us, believe in us more than we believe in ourselves, but believe that you can believe. So that's, I'm trying to be the person that my business needs me to be, that these listeners need me to be. And I can't do that if I'm hiding. So many of us are hiding. You're not hiding. And this morning I'm not hiding. And it doesn't have to be every day that you're not hiding, but some days just stop hiding and see what happens. We're meant for more. We're capable of more. But yeah, we, we have to find what makes us us. And never mind that person that says, you're too loud, you're too argumentative, you're too whatever. Take it from me. You're too whatever is probably what makes you amazing. 
Well, that was a lovely guest interview, was it not? This is Amanda now outroing, recording stuff separately outside of Susie. I swear she's not in front of me and I'm not being weird. Um, <laughs> I listened to this episode quite a few times now because we went way over time. And so I had to like try to condense things down because I didn't want to have like a five hour um episode we did not talk for five hours but it was long and I was like okay what are like the key parts here so I was chopping things around anyways I listened to this quite a bit I had some lessons learned for myself in the logistics of things and I guess I'm I don't need to necessarily share this with you but I think it could be important if you're trying to do something and think like oh well she you know she did it and like you don't know what happened on the back end right like how I said at the beginning episode of like the tech like freaked out and it because of that it had to go longer and then I looked potentially like stupid and it was kind of embarrassing and like it got you know those types of things you didn't see it on the back end I didn't have to tell you that but I am and I didn't need to tell you that we went way over time I recorded way way too much and I need to condense things down which is why maybe it might be a little choppy luckily I have I have some audio editing skills because I was trying to be a producer and so I know how to do a little bit here and there and some editing here. So it didn't take me as long as it might have had like a newbie who doesn't know how to work it. But point of the story is I had lots of my own lessons learned with this first guest episode. And I wanted to share that because I don't know, I don't think a lot of people share that of like the actual technical difficulties and kind of like the neuroses involved in things like this. And because you're in front of other people, not just like I wasn't like for me doing this on my own. I wasn't just in front of Susie, like I'm putting this out for the world to hear. So everyone's going to hear how I might have flubbed a question with Susie or how like it's a little choppy or like, you know, when I flubbed or something like that, like everyone will hear it. And so that could be embarrassing. And so I'm putting myself out there by getting having guests and maybe potentially messing up in front of them in real time because you're having the questions in real time versus me in my office just recording this on my own. And so I just want to like say that because I think it's kind of important to share that and just know that it wasn't all sunshines and roses making, making this episode and figuring out. And now my next guest will be better because I won't, I like, I got a new cord because I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. So I upgraded a cord and I got like a different setup and you know, like it wasn't going to work. And I figure things out that I only had to figure out because I signed myself up essentially to get guests before I was ready because I wanted to make, pick that next step. And so I didn't know what I needed until I started doing the thing and realized that there was puzzle pieces missing, but I wouldn't have known those pieces were missing until I tried to put the puzzle together. Hopefully you followed that metaphor. So wrapping this up because I listened to this episode so many times and I listened to it again just now to do this intro and outro situation. Um, I actually wrote down more quotes that I really, really loved from Susie. I feel like she had so many gold nuggets and I really hope that this was helpful for you. I wanted to reiterate my favorite quote again, because it's kind of been like my own pep talk for like the past, like two, three weeks or whatever it was since Susie and I had the original conversation of when you become a business owner, you become a leader. And I think that resonates with me so much because of like all the reasons I just explained of like trying something new and putting yourself out there and you like feel like like you're putting these things on Instagram or you're like putting making these workbooks and stuff like that and whatever you you're putting yourself out there and like it's hard to realize that you are the leader of what you're doing you just think you're like an executioner of a project but like no you're the leader of the business like you are the leader and if you don't step into it nobody will like nobody's gonna come down and tell you what to do in your business next. Like you can hire a mentor and a coach, but ultimately like 
you make that business decision to invest in a coach, right? Like that's a business decision. You're a leader making that decision. And then you have to decide if you want to do those actions and then you have to actually execute on those actions. Like that's still a leader. Even if you're like using someone as a guide, you still have to be a leader even in making that decision. So you have to be the leader of your business and step into that role confidently because if you don't step into it confidently, like it's, it's just not going to get done. Like you have to see yourself as a leader. And so this is what I've kind of been telling myself when I feel like, who am I to do this? Like I have these little things in the back of my mind, like, who am I to do this? And like, there's other people who are already doing it. Like, how am I serving that nobody else is serving? And like, what do I ultimately want? Blah, blah, blah. Um, like, I think that was like, this is coming out of fear, right? Of like waiting for someone to tell me what to do. And this is probably for you too. Of Like, oh, I wish someone would just tell me like, what am I supposed to be posting? Or like, what content do people want to hear? Or like, okay, how do I promote this? And like, we're all just figuring it out. And so I am now making my mantra to step into being the leader of Bare Minimum Babe, which probably seems like a duh situation. On the outside, it is because obviously I started, I got the domain name, I made the website, I, I'm throwing the podcast up, I'm doing all the things, but it wasn't until our conversation and she said, when you become a business owner, you become a leader it wasn't until she said that, that it actually like consciously clicked in my mind that I don't think I was subconsciously viewing myself as a leader. I was viewing myself as someone who just thought this was a cool idea and wanted to do it. And by me stepping into something like this and creating something like you are with anything that you create, you are a leader. And so that's just something I think we need to step into. And I think that's a little difficult as women sometimes because I'm not going to get on like the pedestal or anything, but that's not pedestal soapbox of like, you know, the patriarchy, but you know, we're not viewed as leaders or, you know, we're bossy instead of like, I don't know, authoritative, you know, like, I don't know. You get what I'm saying. So point of the story is I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I know that I did personally, if nothing else, and I can't wait for more guest episodes to come out because I figured out some kinks and I've got it. So to wrap up this episode, thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for next week's episode. And then, you know, if you want to listen to more episodes, I will not be mad at it. You can definitely help me with my download count. I appreciate every single listen and yeah, grab that workbook that I talked about. Uh, the link is in the episode show notes. It's pretty much covering a lot of the stuff that Susie and I talked about, quite honestly, about stepping into your strengths and realizing, you know, like we're probably not using them as much as we should. And that's, that's not helpful to marketing our business. And that's why we sometimes feel icky and unsure of what to do is because we're not like listening to the gold inside of ourselves like we can to other, other people. Like we can see the gold in other people, but for some reason we can't see it in ourselves. So to wrap that up, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day and I'll be in yours next week. Bye.